Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide podcast, episode two, featuring Nikki Brown. Nikki used to show horses. She spent 10 years designing websites. She is now a personal and author's coach. And by the way, she's been legally blind since birth. Nikki has a fascinating story of staying positive, beating the odds, and just being an all-around incredible human being. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Stay tuned. Hello. Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide podcast with your host, Jen Hardy. Jen is an author, wife, mom of seven, and collector of eclectic diseases. Jen believes that if moms with health issues can join together to lift the veil of shame and ditch the guilt, then as a community, we will make each other stronger. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast today. How are you doing? I am doing fine. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate you having me here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your family? Mm. Yes. Um, Okay, so I live in East Texas, which uh, kind of the Piney Woods area. I have been uh, married to the same man for 28 years. It's hard to believe. Oh, that's awesome. Time flies. Um, we have two young adult children who are just standing on the edge of the nest, flapping little wings. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such an amazing journey with them and, and watching them grow and mature into these just incredible little people. It's, it's, it's such a, an amazing experience being a mom. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because every age group, I always said, oh, that's my favorite age. And then they get older and I'd say, oh, that's my favorite age. But I think where your kids are right now, because I have a few of them in that category. It's so amazing because it's like, it's like you've been opening, slowly opening this present, right? For so many years. And now like you finally are getting to like to see the whole package. It is. It's just incredible. And I thought it would be hard, you know, watch, having them on the edge of the nest like that. But I'm just so, I'm like eager for them to discover their own um, potential and to just take off and fly. And, and I, I'm a little bit surprised at how I'm not being overly clingy. <laughs> to them. Yeah. So, but they're, they're great kids. So um, yeah, wife and mom, that's kind of been my top priority for the, de- you know, several decades now. Um, I'm also an entrepreneur. My husband and I actually both have a couple of different businesses we, we do. And um, I'm, I'm a retired homeschool mom. We educated okay. our own kids all the way from kindergarten through high school graduation. And um, I'm blind and use. I always have a dog at my side because I have a guide dog and I have had for 13 years. So everyone kind of knows me as the dog lady. (laughs) (laughs) So those are kind of my roles right now and and who I am. Well, see, and I just want to, I just want to stop right here and say that this is literally why I had you come and talk to me today and let everybody hear about your story because People who listened from the beginning who, you know, I'm a homeschool mom and I, you know, we have multiple businesses and we do all these things. And oh, by the way, I'm blind. Yeah. 
Um, I think that is so inspiring to me personally and to everybody that I've talked to about having this interview today because you just so many people you know, cling to something that other people would say, well, this is a disability. I can't, I can't, I can't. And here you are, you're like, I'm doing all these things. And that's just, that is a part of who I am, but it's over here. And my life is so full and complete and I'm doing all these things. And you truly do inspire me. And thank you so much for coming and talking. I'm just so excited. Well, thanks. So excited. Thanks, Jen. I, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and honestly, I've heard things like that before, like, oh, you know, I I can't imagine what it must be like to be, you know, to be blind or be in your situation. But what I always say is honestly, whether it's blindness or some kind of a physical handicap or chronic illness or what, or mental issue, it, it doesn't even matter if it's a quote unquote disability. It, we're all, we all have challenges. And so that's what I always tell people. We all have things we're dealing with. And so I don't really consider myself anything out of the ordinary or anything quote unquote special. You know, it's just, we, this is what I get to deal with and, and you have things you deal with and Susie Q has things she deals with. And, you know, so we all have our thing. See, and I think, and this is, this is what I want everybody to understand is that we do all have our thing and it does not mean we have to stop living our life. You know, we can, we can do anything we want to do. We just have to, well, within reason, you know, like you and me probably aren't going to be professional football players, but (laughs) you know, but we can set these high goals and we can reach them. And just because we've got a physical difference doesn't mean that, yeah, that we're special or set apart or, you know, we're just living our life and finding out how we're going to make it through just like everybody else. Absolutely. So, and I love that. The way I, I love put it is doing life differently. We just do life differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I read something about you that you have showed horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a child, I had horses too. And I used to show horses. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. And, you know, that was one of the best memories of my life is sitting in the truck with my, you know, between my parents and listening to old, you know, country and Western yes. music, um, which is kind of <laughs> ironic because now I'm here in Nashville and I'm like the old twangy style. Oh, I love that. But, um, but then I thought, so can you explain like, cause I know as a person with sight, you know, like we'd have to, I don't know, I can't imagine trying to do that if you couldn't see. So can you kind of walk me through that? Cause it just fascinates oh, me. Sure. Well, um, so there were some things that my eyesight did kind of get in the way a little bit, and I didn't really realize it at the time, but, you know, some of the classes that you would do in a horse show, um, involved, um, riding around the arena and, and you needed to do certain things uh, in front of the judge, you know, and that, and sometimes I didn't really catch that, you know, because of my eyesight, I I wasn't as aware of what was going on around me necessarily. So sometimes Mm -hmm. that did get in the way. But the most interesting thing, um, one of the competitions that I used to to do, uh, one of the sports I used to do was called dressage. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's an Mm -hmm. English style. um, It's basically just uh, you know, riding and putting your horse through his paces at different levels, you know, all the way from kind of beginner level, all the way up through these really fancy top Olympic, you know, riders with all the real pretty horses that you see. Um, 
and I, you know, I was always at like beginner first, first level, but um, in dressage, there is an arena set up very specifically and there are actually little like cones or signs with letters at certain parts of the arena. And you have to go in and you perform this pattern of movements with your horse. Like you might have to perform an extended trot at this certain letter. And you might have to do this at this certain letter. And you go around the arena and there's a pattern that you follow for each test that you do. And anyway, <laughs> so I couldn't see the letters. But I right. could see like where they were like I, I used to be able to see well enough to see um, to read and to see certain things, but everything was still pretty blurry. Um, but I just had to memorize. So I would memorize the arena and I memorized where the letters were and I just did my little pattern according to where I knew the letters were. I never saw the letters and actually my instructor at the time she kind of, you know, she was kind of in it with me. <laughs> she would stand right. right at that middle letter. So I didn't get off. Like she would stand just, uh, you know, right behind a particular letter where I knew where she was and I could just kind of count where, you know, where the, the signs were. And so there were just particular ways that we, we did it. Um, and one thing that, another thing that I did was show jumping and that was really interesting because that was just kind of this blind race <laughs> around the right. arena and it was crazy. But, and I'm sure that they were probably safer sports for me to do, but that I always <laughs> loved horses and I just, I loved being a part of the whole, you know, community right. where I grew up. Well, that's so awesome. Yeah, it is. It is an awesome community. And yeah. yeah. And well, that is so incredible. So just out of curiosity, because I forgot to ask you earlier, when were you diagnosed as being legally blind? I was actually born uh, legally blind, and it's not a particular disease or a particular, you know, like people think of retinitis pigmentosa or macular degeneration or something like that. My right. eyes don't fit in any of that. Um, okay. Basically, when I was born, there were pieces of my eyes that were missing. They just never developed. Oh, okay. So my eye doctor, the, I have an eye doctor here where I live locally, and he's been my doctor for, I don't know, a quarter of a century now. <laughs> but his favorite thing to say, and I, I used to get so sick of it, he would always say, well, you're just such an unusual case, you know, because there's not really a specific um label to put on me or my eyes right and so yeah I was okay. from the time I was born and you know growing up I was actually able to see uh enough to read and to go through school and that kind of thing but I did have to do some things differently and to be honest I I just it was normal to me and I kind of thought my parents and the doctors were mistaken <laughs> Because they used to tell me, oh, you know, honey, you're legally blind. You really can't see very well. You know, I would hear things like that. And I used to think, they just don't know how much I can see, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, things would happen uh, that I realized I wasn't seeing what other people were seeing. But it, right. I, it just never really sank in. You know, but I think that's probably the greatest blessing, though, right? Is that you <laughs> just kept going and said, yeah, you know, I can do more yeah. than you think. 
it, it was, um, it, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm sure my poor parents probably um, could have, you know, I probably gave them gray hair, you know, early, <laughs> but they, they were always so great in that they never treated me like, uh, you know, the little blind kid or anything. Right. It was always what, whatever I wanted to do. Um, they were pretty much supportive. You know, I was also expected to, you know, do chores and have responsibilities. And so I wasn't really treated any different than any other kid growing up. Um, or I don't feel like I was. Maybe, right. maybe I was. So, yeah. Do you think that that, see, because how do you, do you think that that is a good thing that you weren't treated differently? Okay. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I think it, it was good. At the same time, there are things now, like, I, I, you know, in 2004, I started learning Braille as an adult, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still learning Braille, because you have to really use it every day, or you, right. you lose it, and so I kind of wish I had learned more blindness skills as a kid, like Braille, right. But so I did. I'm sorry, and it's okay. And but I don't think it was my parents saying no, you can't. It was just it never really came up because I didn't need it at the time. Um, so I do think that it was great. The way that I was brought up was great and fabulous. But at the same time, they're looking back and hindsight being what it is. Yeah, it probably would have been a good idea for me to learn some of these skills. Right. So you just went through school and you used the books and you did everything and you just mm -hmm. went right through it. Yeah, I did. I had glasses. I had very strong glasses. I had magnifiers, um, had a lot of headaches. And I always, you know, I used to love to read. I would read everything I could get my hands on. And very often I had a little smudge at the end of my nose because that's how close I had to hold the books. You know, my <laughs> nose would rub the print and it would it would give me a little smudge on the end of my nose. So, yes, I did pretty much everything everyone else did, but I did definitely not do it in the, the quote-unquote normal way. Right. But that's still, I'm telling you what, I think you are just, I think, and I think there's a lot to be said about not, I mean, you need, you do, you need to take care of your kids in, a, in the, you know, make it some accommodations, but there's a lot to be said for just expecting your kids to do what everyone else is doing and expecting that that's the outcome is going to be the same as everybody else, no matter what they're doing, because I think you're a great example of that, you know, not babying people and, and look at you. I mean, People didn't tell you no, and you didn't take no for an answer. You just did what you wanted to do. Well, and I really, and that is, I, I want to give my parents some credit because, um, especially with the horseback riding, I know right. it took a lot of courage for them to let me participate in some of that stuff because they were told by my eye doctor that if I fell and hit my head the wrong way, I could lose the rest of my eyesight. And so I know my poor mom, when I started getting into the show jumping stuff, right. oh, she just about probably had a heart attack at that time because, you know, it, that was so much more dangerous than what I had been doing. And um, anyway, so I, they, they were so courageous to just treat me normally and to let me try these things and to let me just live and experience life. So I just want to 
say thanks to my parents for being that way. Well, that's great. Okay. Well, yeah, that's everything. It's just, it seems so amazing. And I hope that I can be that like for my kids who are, who are struggling with some things, my younger kids that I can Mm -hmm. encourage them to do all those things, even when it's scary for me, you know, I think that's because sometimes it is scary for us. Oh, it's so much scarier as a mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I say I look back and I, I can't believe that that they let me do some of the stuff they let me do is like, Oh my gosh, would I have, would I have been that way? You know, I think I would have been, but I don't know. They were really courageous. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, what about um, what you've been doing with your, with your companies that you and your husband have? Um, talk, can you talk a little bit about? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Um, so my husband is a computer consultant that w- has been his main business for the past uh, 20 five years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, So he works on people's computers, does pretty much everything. And I've helped him with that uh, in different roles throughout the years, mainly as office manager slash telephone answerer slash, you know, secretary. But um, back in 2007, I learned how to use WordPress. And so um, there were several quite a number of years there that I did website design and um, just helping people with their online businesses. Basically I was a virtual assistant and I would help not only my husband, but I would help other people with their, their online businesses. And um, so I did that. I've also been an occupational therapy assistant. This was back when I could see pretty well though, uh, before I started losing more of my eyesight. and now I am a coach. And so I work a lot on the phone and still on the computer and on the phone and that kind of thing. So um, I'm not sure, like, what would, are there some specifics that you'd like to know? Oh, well, um, well, you were talking, when we talked earlier, you were talking about um, doing some website design, mm-hmm. um, which also, it just fascinates me because I have a hard, I have a really hard time. Um, by the end of the day, I have a hard time seeing because my, just because of my muscles not yes. wanting to work. Yes. Um, and so I know as I was, I was, because I just was so excited to talk to you. I've been talking to a lot of people um, about doing website design when you're legally blind. And just so for people who don't know, what does it mean to be legally blind? Like what is, oh, what are the Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. So <laughs> It's always so funny because I say legally blind in relation to what being illegally blind, you know, (laughs) funny term to me, but um, legally blind basically means that you, your vision is um, 2200 or worse. And a lot of people think of their vision, like, you know, when you look at the eye chart, basically you can see the big E. Okay. Okay. there's a little more to it than that, but basically if your vision is 2200 or worse, or you have less than 20 degrees of vision, meaning that like you don't have much peripheral vision, you can only see within like a 20 degree area, then that's what is termed legal blindness. There's a lot of variation 
between when people say the word blind, a lot of people have the idea that you can't see anything and that actually there's, that's a very small percentage of blind people who really cannot see absolutely anything. Um, Most people range anywhere between what I was, uh, you know, where you could actually see well enough to read with, with help Um, And like where I'm at now, which is I do have light perception and I can kind of see some shadowy figures if the light is just right and and that kind of thing. But it's basically like you're walking through a thick pea soup fog all the time. Okay. Um, So so what happened to change that? Oh, um, my eyes just, uh, let's see, about the year 2000. I noticed some funky things were starting to happen. Like I was getting little blurry patches in my vision. And then from about 2003 on, it it started kind of on a gradual slope down. Uh, but my, my eyes, you know, when I was born, basically parts of them were missing. And they told me at the time that my vision should remain fairly stable, except that as I got older, my eyes would age faster than normal and that I would probably have problems like cataracts earlier on in life and that kind of thing. Well, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened. So I, I had cataracts develop and I had to have those taken care of, but the way my eyes are shaped, they couldn't put a lens back in. So I automatically lost a lot of my eyesight there. I was able to wear glasses, which helped some, but working on the websites and working on the computer as much as I did, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was such, such a strain on my eyes. And even though I used technology to help magnify the screen and that kind of thing, I mean, it, it was really difficult and it was mainly my stubbornness that just kept me going. I had a right, lot of really- headaches. <laughs> There was something that you wanted to get through to see with your kids. Um, yeah, um, that's when it really hit me. One morning, I was sitting across from my kids, and I looked up, and I realized I couldn't see my kids across the table. They were just these blurs. And that was one of the only, I mean, there's only been a handful of times that I've, it's really hit me hard emotionally. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to get to see my kids grow up? Am I going to get to see them as adults? And, you know, and it really hit me hard. And um, then that kind of was where the spiral started with the, all the eye doctor appointments and all of the procedures I had to have done. And I remember asking my doctor, um, we had just started homeschooling, really. I mean, the kids were pretty young. And I remember asking my doctor, I said, do you think I can just get through, you know, high school? And I remember him just kind of standing there looking at me like, you're nuts, lady. You know, you're thinking, (laughs) you're concerned about homeschooling when instead of the actual eyes, you know, you're concerned about, can you get through homeschooling? And it was, it was just such a funny thing to see his reaction. But um, 
it, yeah, I really wanted so badly to be able to finish schooling my kids. And at that time, that seemed like such a distance away. Like when your kids mm -hmm. are six and seven and you're looking at 10, 11 years down the road, that, that seems like right. a really long time. And now, of course, I know it's not, <laughs> but it does seem like a long time. And I'm very grateful that I actually did pretty much get through with homeschooling before my eyes um, just we went from this slow, gradual spiral down to all of a sudden like this steep road down right. in the last year or two um, after my kids pretty much graduated. And so it it was, I don't know, it, it was one of those things that I'm very grateful for. And at the same time, Jen, I think back on it and I'm like, maybe I should have asked for longer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you get what you ask for. I don't know. But you know, I think it's amazing, isn't it? Like what we can just, I don't know. I mean, not that we have the mind power to, you know, do crazy things, but just that, you know, when you put that, that time out there, you put that, yeah. you know, like I will do this thing yeah. that we can frequently, you know, it can sustain us to get through more than anybody else might've thought that we could get through. Yeah. And I, a lot of times it's for something outside of ourselves, which, you know, people always are saying, you know, you should do everything for yourself. But I think especially as a mom, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we do try to get through just for our kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Moms, especially, will do so much for our families, you know, and well, it, but it, it is funny, you know, I do think about that. And I'm like, well, hmm, maybe I really should have set a different intention. <laughs> <laughs> giving myself a little more time right but that's great though I mean that they thought it wasn't going to be that long and look at you it was what over 10 years it was over 10 years mm-hmm yeah that is amazing now I will say um the last couple of years that I was dealing with it uh it, I mean it, really and truly by the time I had that final surgery where my retina was detaching and um, then things just didn't come back. Uh, it was honestly a blessing in disguise because I am so stubborn and I was holding on so tightly to um, my work at the time and doing the websites and the online business stuff that uh, I, I was not going to let go of that until that happened. And then it was like, oh, hmm okay, I guess I get to do something different now. <laughs> so it, it was really a blessing in disguise. But at the time, of course, it didn't feel that way. But right. looking back on it, I can, I can see now that it, it is because I had so many headaches. I was hurting myself so badly trying to continue doing things the way I had always done them. And that just wasn't going to work anymore. Right. Yeah. So I think, and what you're doing now is such a great thing too. Um, just encouraging people. And I think you would make a fantastic coach well, thank you. Um, because you're just, you seem to be such an encourager. I do like to encourage people. I really do. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where that comes from, but um, yeah, it's really ironic because um, after I lost my eyesight, I was able to let go of this need to do uh, website work for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And 
it's almost like it released me to be able to just relax and learn what I needed to learn. And now I'm back doing WordPress for my own stuff and for Michael's stuff. I don't, I don't do online business um, management or virtual assistant work for anyone else now, but basically I can do almost anything uh, like I used to do. It's just the visual stuff. Obviously I have to have someone with working eyeballs to, to see how it looks. Right. But it's so much less stressful now. It's so much easier. (laughs) I've learned different skills and different techniques, of course. Like I use a screen reader now rather than magnification. Um, So I'm still able to do some of that for our own businesses. But my, I really, really love the coaching. I love working with people and, and helping them become more aware of what's going on for themselves and then being able to develop a plan of action and, um, you know, overcome some of these things. I guess overcoming challenges is really just where it's all at for me. Which, and I think, you know, you're the perfect person to tell people they can overcome challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're not just saying it, having come from like this, you know, everything's been handed to you and everything's been so simple. Like you've, you really have an example of how you've overcome challenges. And I think, you would be a great person to work with. So are you doing um, personal coaching? Or are you doing work, you know, for? Um, it's mainly personal coaching. I do, I market to writers, but of course people, you don't have to be a writer to work with me. I'm a life coach. Um, it is funny though, because I do have a couple of people that um, come to me uh, to run stuff by me for their businesses. So it's, you know, I mean, we've been self-employed for, a quarter of a century. So it's not like I don't have any business experience, but um, right. it, I mainly do life coaching and I'm, I'm very into personal growth and development and helping people really recognize uh, their own potential. And we, you know, we just don't, we don't even realize how much power we have inside ourselves. And it's just amazing to watch someone, um, kind of come out of their shell and and recognize what they have to offer. That sounds, that sounds amazing. It'd be great to watch too. You know, from from your perspective, I think it would be great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you have done so many great things and you continue to do so many great things. Oh, just listening to you makes me feel like I should be out there doing more. No, 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 no. Okay. So, and I think we, we talked about this a little before, but um, it's, we all have our thing that we deal with. And, you know, it's, it's not about comparing and it's not about my thing is more interesting or challenging or exciting than your thing. And we all have our thing and we all have our purpose and, and our place and, we can all, we all have value to bring to the table, I guess is what, you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and, uh, and I think that's something that people fall into too, is like, it's a contest, like yeah, my sickness is worse, or you have oh, more than crazy. me. So I can't complain. Mm-hmm. And I think that we just need to stop all that mm-hmm. and acknowledge that we all have a struggle, no matter what it is, it's and that they're all valid. That's right? right. And that we can get through. And, and just like you said, I mean, we, we're all doing life differently. Yes. You know, um, but it doesn't make somebody's better or worse or our struggle better or harder. It's just, 
we're just, it's just different. And I, and, you know, I want everyone to hear that wherever you're at, wherever you're at, it's, it's okay, but that there's hope, you know, if you're really struggling, there is always hope that things can get better. Absolutely. Um, And that you can, you can, you know, set some goals and you can reach them no matter what is happening inside your body, because, you know, that's what keeps moving us forward. You know, just like you with, you know, your kids homeschooling, you, I need to see, you know, until they, while I'm schooling them, I need to get through that, you know? And so you got through that and now you found new challenges for yourself. And, Mm -hmm. and that that's where I think when you give up challenging yourself, that's when we tend to get worse is, you know, like mentally, because you, if you stop thinking you can move forward, that's where a lot of our problems really start. Oh, yeah. So I am so appreciative that you've talked about that and, and told us about that and just shown us your example and been so open and honest. And let me ask all the silly questions. Oh, um, nothing silly at all. And I, I would <laughs> just like to say, Jen, that um, I think what you're doing here is amazingly fabulous because uh, my whole, uh, I just think it's so important for people to come together and support each other and collaborate together. We can, we can move forward so much better when we're supporting each other instead of trying to compete or tear each other down or point fingers or, you know, some of the yeah, yeah, that just goes on. And just thank you for doing what you're doing here because this is going to be so helpful to let people know that they're not alone, that there are people out there who, um, who want to support them and love them and encourage them. And you are, uh, you're going to be the hub for that. And that's just amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. That is so sweet. And speaking of encouraging people, um, if people did want to work with you for coaching, how would they get a hold of you? Okay. Because I think I just want to encourage people to do that. And and I just want to say, because this is, we're in the beginning of the podcast. Um, I'm not going to be having people offer products on the podcast. I don't want anyone to feel like if they're listening, you have to buy things except for this, you know, we'll have a sponsor. Um, but when people offer services that I think are important and valid and can really help the community as a whole, I want to encourage people to, mm-hmm. you know, to know about them. And so I would love for you to be able to talk about how they can get a hold of you. Sure. And that, you know, whether it's uh, wh- whether they're interested in coaching or not, that they're welcome to come and follow me on Facebook and you know see what I write on the website and you know so I I really hope that I could offer value even if they don't want to be uh, a client. But my website is coach that's c o a c h Nikki in as in November I K K I B as in Bravo. So coach Nikki B.com. And awesome. And I am, uh, I would love to offer a free gift on the importance of self care to people. Um, and that's at coach Nikki B.com slash Jen, J E N your name. Awesome. And if you're driving or listening somewhere, you can't write things down. It'll be in the show notes. So all you have to do is go into your app and you'll have a link there. You can just click it. And go right to Coach Nikki B. Yeah, that'd be perfect. 
So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Or is there any encouragement that you would have for someone dealing with a chronic illness or blindness or something that you think um, would be helpful? Yeah, you you had told me that you might ask me about that, uh, about like if I had any advice. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have advice because everyone has such a unique path and journey, you know, so who am I to tell someone else what to do? But um, I guess words of wisdom that I might offer that someone actually offered me years ago and made a huge difference for me okay. um, is that just know, you know, be kind to yourself, <laughs> love, try, try to love yourself and to recognize that you have so much value and that you're, you are worthy and that just, just being alive and breathing on this earth, you have immense value and worth and that you don't have to prove that to anyone that um, you're not broken. You, you have so much to offer just being yourself and it doesn't matter what anyone else says or what society tells you, you do not have to prove your worth. Well, that's amazing. I think that that's great advice. And just to keep in the back of your head, and you're right, it's not something that, you know, you have to do, you're telling something, but yeah, that is a good, good thing to always Mm -hmm. remind yourself. Because you are valid, everyone is, and we're not broken. No, just different. No. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. And the last question, what is your superpower? Oh my gosh. Um, I think mine is like a secret sauce. It's a mixture of some things <laughs> and it's a little hope, a little stubbornness and a lot of curiosity. And I think that's my thing is I have such a, a student mindset. Uh, so no matter what I go through, it's just fascinating to me. It's like, what can I learn? from this? What is it I get to learn? And it's not even just about what's going on around me and and the external things. It's like, what's going on inside me? What, what do I get to learn about how I'm reacting to this? And what's that all about? And just that all I'm, I had a teacher ask me one time if, uh, or she told me one time that I was going to turn into a question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Because I ask so many questions. And that really is me. That's just me to a T. I'm such a question asker. I ask myself, I ask other people, and and I know it probably can get annoying sometimes. But that (laughs) is, I think that's my superpower, really. Okay. That curiosity. Yeah. I love that. A secret sauce. Okay. (laughs) That is so cool. All right. Yeah, because I don't like superwoman. We do not have to try to be superwoman, but I believe that we all have a superpower. So we just focus on that and know that we all have that great thing inside of us and keep moving forward. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming today and talking to me and sharing about your life and doing like differently. I love that. I'm going to steal that from you if that's okay and possibly use it again. Cool. um, Because it's brilliant. So thank you. I appreciate your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jen. And there you have it, the amazing Nikki Brown. I encourage you to subscribe so that you can listen to a new amazing woman every week. We have got some great people in store for you. Nikki's voice is the voice of our introduction. And I thank you again, Nikki, for doing that. You have got such a beautiful, soothing voice. I love listening to you talk. 
And our music is A New Day by Scott Holmes. Thanks, and I look forward to getting to know you better. You're not alone anymore.